Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sip Self Love. Go ahead and pour yourself a glass of wine, take a sip, and sit back as we get into today's episode. I hope this new year has been off to a great start for you guys, and I hope the month of February has been treating you great as well. With Valentine's Day being this month, I thought there was no better topic to address than talking about the six forms of self-care. February is a month of love, it's a month of appreciation, whether you have a significant other or not, Valentine's Day is still such an important day, even on an individual aspect. Take that day and treat yourself with the love. You don't need the love from others, although it is nice. Do the things that you want to do for yourself. Buy yourself flowers. Take yourself out to a nice dinner. Dress up nice. Take pictures. Show yourself love in whatever way makes you feel good. Because that's all that really matters. How are you loving yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you making yourself feel good in a world of so much bad? I like to think of the six forms of self-care as almost the love language is for individuals themselves. Although the five different love languages can be applied directly to yourself, and that's how you tend to give love, how you receive love just naturally in life and relationships and building relationships. It's a really important aspect to understand and know about yourself, know about your partner. That's why I think the six forms of self-care are essentially the personal version of that. Now, I'll break it down. I'll give examples. I'll explain which of those mean. But I still think just like all of the different five love languages, that the six forms of self-care, it's important to address every single one of them and apply them to your own life, to the way that you treat yourself. Although others more may be more prominent, they may be more fitting, they may make you feel better than the other, it's still important to understand how important it is to still apply each and every one of these aspects. Give yourself the most love you can give yourself. Take care of yourself to the best of your ability. You deserve it and you are worthy of love. You are deserving of love. You are deserving of great treatment, of feeling cared for, of feeling taken care of, even if there isn't an additional person. You don't always, you need to be able to have things without the companionship. You need to be able to give yourself everything that you desire. And through the six forms of self-care, you're able to do that. You're able to build that bond with yourself. You're able to feel more confident, feel more loved, feel more cared for. Because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. You're really your biggest support, your biggest backbone. And you got to make sure you care for yourself so that You can continue to grow and continue to be great and continue to conquer this amazing life that you have ahead of yourself. Let's go ahead and jump into what exactly these six forms of self-care are. First, I'm going to start with emotional. Emotional is obviously what it means. Most of these are pretty self-explanatory, but I still think it's important that we discuss it, we break it down, we give examples, and also give ourselves some questions to think about regarding each one of these six self-care forms. So emotional being the first, this is really how you connect with yourself. 
How do you process emotions? How are you allowing your emotions to control you? Are your reactions based on emotions? So when you have a bad day and something bad happens, does that set the trajectory for the rest of your day? Does that mean the rest of your day is bad? Or do you take a moment, give yourself time to process what happens, and acknowledge that feeling these emotions is okay? Emotions are normal, whether good or bad. It's important to understand that as humans, we're expected to feel each and every one of them. Although we would like to suppress the negative emotions, they're important for the good days. You can't always have the sun without the rain. You have to have the ups and downs in life or we wouldn't be able to appreciate the great moments. Or when you get upset, are you projecting your emotions when you're upset? Are you taking things personal when there could be another way to look at them, looking at it in a more rational way? Do you react out of anger? Is our hard emotions difficult for you to process? And those emotions being sadness, being anger, being frustration. Or are you allowing yourself to have the time, feel the emotion, work through it, and think of a rational response? You know, I think we all know that anger and toxicity and reacting like that doesn't, it doesn't make us feel good. It doesn't make the person we're reacting to feel well. And it doesn't cause or produce growth and progression as an individual, as a communication skill. Yes, we're meant to feel them. Yes, we're going to experience them. But it's how you connect with yourself, how you process yourself, and how you treat yourself. Are you treating yourself with love at all times despite what life is throwing at you? Do you process your emotions in a healthy way or do you shut down and isolate? Are you meditating on these feelings? Are you journaling about these feelings? Are you asking for guidance on these feelings? Or are you reacting out of the instant way that our brain does? What things do you like to do to make yourself feel better in these moments? When you're upset, when you're sad, what is it important for you to do to get yourself out of that rut? Is it taking a bath? Is it meditating? Is it taking a nap? Is it cooking yourself a good meal? You know, those aren't directly related to the examples of emotional caring for yourself, but it's important to understand how you connect and process and working on emotional self-care is going to help you grow and be able to process and understand your emotions and understand the root of the emotions and how you should be addressing or navigating your way through these emotions. So examples of emotional self-care are things like therapy, you know, going into a therapist, working out your problems, setting goals, helping them guide you. Therapy is a great thing. I think everyone should be involved in therapy of some sort, whether that's having a therapist, whether that's using books with questions or studying psychology to understand how the brain works and the way that we move through life and getting explanations behind those things and why you are how you are. It allows you to connect and better understand yourself on a physical, emotional, and full mental level? Or is it being creative? 
being having emotional expression through creativity, whether that's drawing, painting, writing, through music, through poetry, reading a book. Being creative allows you to release your emotions. And, you know, in like art classes in school, for example, when they would show us a picture and be like, what does this picture mean to you? You know, that shows that creativity is an emotional projection. They say a lot of things or read this passage and tell me what it means or what the author was trying to show. Creativity is a great expression and a very healthy way to express our emotions. What about playing music even? Whether you're dancing or singing or running around the house just having a good time belting your favorite songs from the heart. Let it out. Let the feelings out. Sing the songs about heartbreak. Sing the songs about partying and having a great time with your friends. Sing the love songs. Allow these emotions to flow in and through and out your body. Connect to yourself. Connect to how you process these things. And ask yourself, what do I enjoy? What makes me feel good? What helps calm me down, get me back to my zen mode? Remember those things because it's important. Your emotional well-being sets a lot of the way the rest of your life goes how your day is going to be, how your next day is going to be, your outlook on life, the better you can learn how to process and combat and work through your emotions, the happier you're going to be, the better you're going to be at able at maneuvering through life, the better you're going to be at communicating with other people. If the emotional and the physical self-care is probably the top of the most important Because that's really what controls you and your outlook on the life you're going to live and will continue to live. The second form of self-care I want to talk about is practical self-care. This is like the adulting form of self-care. It's the thing that you do in your life that fulfill you and tasks that are set up to create success and reduce the stress levels in your day-to-day life. This one might not be as fun as the others, but it's the one that prepares us the most. It's what keeps us at that medium level as long as we are doing these steps. Things like creating a budget, dealing with our finances, setting up a budgeting plan, how you want to manage your money, investing in things, setting up bank accounts and putting your money in certain places and creating savings plans. Or whether that's working on professional development, whether you're trying to jump into a new career or you just want to gain knowledge. Things like going to seminars or attending networking events or applying to jobs or reaching out to people on LinkedIn and asking them questions and learning more about their business or taking skilled classes online to gain new skill set in whether it's in the career you're in now or a career you want in the future. Or even just setting out your goals. What are my goals career-wise, success-wise? Where do I want to be in five years? Do I want to jump into a career path? Do I want to start my own business? Do I want to write a book? These are the goals you set out in setting your plan and how you're going to work to achieve those goals. Or it could be tasks even like 
organizing your closet. I know for a long time I had my closet scattered. It was a hot, hot mess. And I could never find what I wanted to find. I had to dig through everything. I had shirts halfway off the hanger. I had shirts that I hadn't wore in five, ten years and probably wouldn't wear again in my closet. Sometimes when you take the time to, you know what, I'm going to go through my clothes today. I'm going to get rid of, donate what I don't wear anymore. Organize it, color code it, fold things, just restart, reset, refresh. It's going to make you feel a lot better. Or even things like just keeping your house clean. I know for me, that's a that's a major part of how I keep my zen is by having a overly clean house. Yes, I'm a clean freak. I have OCD about it. But when you live in a clean house, it makes you feel so much better. You don't come home stressed and in a cluttered environment that also clutters your mind. Everything's where it's supposed to be. It's clean. It's not anything you have to think about. Oh, I have to go clean up this mess. Or, oh, I really need to do the laundry. Set a plan for yourself that works for you. You know, you don't have to do it all in one day. Maybe Monday's your laundry day. And that's what you dedicate to that. And Saturdays, I clean the rest of the house. So, or Sundays. And I focus it on the weekend so that during the week when I'm working, I don't have to worry about it. I know my space is clean. I can come home from work, relax and just be able to be in my space. Doing these tasks that might just seem like everyday adulting tasks that we're required to do, although they are, they're things that make us feel good. They fulfill us in certain aspects of our life, both health-wise, but also just naturally taking care of your life, making sure the things you need done are done and taken care of. Procrastination only puts it further and further back. It pushes it further and further away and it becomes more difficult and then it's overwhelming and then there's quote unquote too much of it and now you feel like drowning. If you set yourself a plan and you stick to that plan the best of your ability, it's going to make you a lot more calmer. You're going to feel better. It's going to be another weight lifted off your shoulders that you don't have to worry about. We have way too much stuff going on in our day-to-day life to have to be worrying about miscellaneous tasks like this that can simply be set up and taken care of. You just have to be willing to put in the work, put in the plan, and like I said, you deserve it to yourself. Being an adult is beyond stressful enough. So if we can just do minor little things like these acts of self-care for ourselves, Not every day. You don't have to accomplish each one every day. But just when you need some TLC or just simply to take care of yourself. The more you take care of yourself, the more you're going to learn to love yourself. The better you're going to be able to navigate through life and achieve the things that you want to be able to achieve. The third form of self-care is physical. Again, like emotional, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Physical self-care is what you do physically to make yourself feel better. And it doesn't have to be some crazy fitness program that you create. Physical self-care can be something as simple as taking a walk on your lunch break when you've had a stressful day or taking a walk just to clear your mind, whether it's to think about things for the future, think about what's currently going on, or simply just allowing yourself to be in nature or get in movement when you're upset. I don't know 
if you've ever been really mad and then went to the gym and put that energy into a workout, 100% of the time you're going to leave feeling so much better. You're going to be able to put that negative energy into something productive and something beneficial for your body. Instead of consuming and having that negativity and self negative self-talk within your mind, just hyper fixating on the negativity or what has made you upset in that moment. Go put that energy into something productive, something that benefits yourself. Or even getting enough sleep. Sleep is so important in our day-to-day life. We need sleep. People that say, oh, I only get two to three hours of sleep a night and I'm good to go. You're not good to go. Your body is suffering. Studies show we need seven to eight hours of sleep. Allow your body to have sleep. We need sleep. Rest is important to reset the body, to reset the mind, to allow us to be able to function at the level we need to function and perform in our day-to-day lives. The more sleep you get, the better you feel. I know we've all had those days where we wake up and we're groggy and we're so tired and we don't want to go off go to work and then you get to work and the day drags and all you can think about is how tired you are and how much you wish you could just go home and go back to sleep or if you could have just snoozed your alarm two more times what how much better you would have felt if you would have prioritized going to sleep and allowing yourself the rest you need you would feel so much better and even with being physical Being physical and allowing your body to have the movement that we require in each and every day, it's also going to improve your sleep. You're going to have better sleep. You're going to be in a deeper sleep. And the quality of sleep is just going to become better. Again, with this, staying hydrated, making sure you're eating good foods for your body, making sure you're nourishing your body. Drinking one cup of water is not going to make your body feel very well. We need a lot of water. We need to be nourishing our body with healthy foods. It's not saying that you can't have a pizza and eat junk food. You can do that as well. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also need to be taking care of your body in the way that it needs so that it can function and operate in its highest ability. We have to take care of our bodies. We only have one. And the less that you take care of it, Unfortunately, the shorter your life is going to be. So stay hydrated. Go to the grocery store and buy fresh produce. Make sure you do things that are good for your body. I know for me personally, one thing that's really helped is making sure I continuously being conscious of water intake. Whether it's when I wake up in the morning drinking a glass of water, checking on myself during work. Oh, how much water have I drank? And sometimes even just chugging some water to get it intake. Some days, you know, we do forget to drink water and then you're about to go to bed for the night and now you're chugging three glasses and you're up five times in the night (laughs) when you could have just planned it out throughout the day and spaced it out and got your water intake in. And I'm not saying you have to do the eight glasses that they recommend because that sometimes is a crazy number when you look at it on a bigger scale. Just make sure to hydrate your body in whatever way that means. Even cooking for yourself, that makes you feel so much better. Cooking meals for yourself, meal prepping. 
I know one thing I just started is meal prepping for the work week. You know, we wake up so early in the morning and we don't get home till late. If you can help eliminate the stress and the time consuming of cooking that usually makes us want to go and get fast food or eat an unhealthy item because it's quicker, if you just took a few hours of the day, maybe on the weekend, and planned out some meals, even if it's just breakfast, making sure you have whether it's fruit bowls or yogurt or oatmeal or breakfast sandwiches ready that you can grab and go in the morning, start your day with a meal. You know, you don't need to starve yourself till 3 p.m. or until your lunch break or until you get home. Your body needs nutrients to fuel it to be able to perform just like sleep. Eating and drinking is just as important. Our body needs it and there's no reason that we need to deprive our body from what it needs. Care for yourself. Take care of yourself. You're going to feel better. You won't have to worry about your co-worker sitting next to you hearing your stomach rumble because you prepared and brought the breakfast. You don't have to eat it first thing in the morning. You could wait and still eat it at 11 noon whenever your body tells you you need it, but then you have it prepared and you don't have to resort to things that don't nourish the body because you prepared, you thought ahead, and you said, I'm going to take care of myself and have this ready. Or quick dinners, making dinner pre-made or throwing it in a crock pot so when you get home you have a hot meal ready that's nutrients that was made with love that you did to help yourself it's gonna make you feel better than if you go to mcdonald's every night taking care of yourself is very important but also beyond just the fitness and the eating and the sleep and nutrient things that we all know Physical is taking care of yourself as well, whether that means going to get your nails done or your toes done or your hair done or your eyebrows done. That maintenance makes us feel better. And especially as women, even men, we know what change that can make. Everyone feels great after a fresh haircut. Every girl loves when their eyebrows freshly get done or they have a new set of nails. It makes us physically feel good. You know, and that's what's important. Dressing your body in outfits that feel good. Shopping in buying things that maybe are out of your comfort zone because you like it and you think it would make you feel good. There is nothing that should stop you from doing that. Take care of your physical self. Whether that is in the fitness lane, whether that's just dressing nice, getting ready, looking cute for the day. You know, wearing sweatpants every day and throwing your hair in a bun, it's comfy, don't get me wrong, and I do it most of the time. But we can't even lie to ourselves and say that when we're dressed up, when we spend the time to get ready, put on a good outfit, that it doesn't make us feel better, because it does. The fourth form of self-care is mental. So this goes into how you're positively feeding your brain to grow. Whether that's reading books, it doesn't matter the genre, whether it's a story or it's a self-improvement book, just reading things that help grow your mind. You know, positive self-talk, the way you're speaking to yourself, are you doing affirmations in the morning? Are you beating yourself up when things don't go right? Or are you understanding and reasoning with yourself in a rational way? I'm a human, things happen. I'm no less than because this happened. I'm still proud of myself. I'm still strong, intelligent, and powerful, despite what's happening. 
even something as learning a new skill, you know, growing your knowledge. Knowledge is power and knowledge is the one thing that people can't take away from you. Or things like solving a puzzle or doing word searches or Sudoku puzzles or anything that's just helping you gain knowledge and grow as an individual. Or it can be things like going to a museum or watching a documentary or listening to a podcast. Mental is all about growing your knowledge and the relationship that you build with yourself in a personal manner. How are you listening to that voice in your head? Are you taking everything they say seriously? Because 80% of your thoughts are made up. They're not real. They're things that your brain has taken and completely made up. So if you continue to listen to that, negativity will overrun your life. But if you tell that voice in your head that what it's saying is wrong and you reflect it and come back with positive self-talk and affirmations and confidence to yourself, the voice has nothing but to shut down or to stop stop talking. You can cut it off. If you can think of any thought right now, you can change exactly what your mind is thinking of. And that's how you know that these thoughts aren't real. The subconscious mind isn't real. Growing your mind and knowledge through these tasks, keep your head clear. These activities help you work towards self-improvement. They help you to grow as an individual. Whether that's on a personal level, a spiritual level, whatever way, the things you fill your mind with have great influence on your psychological well-being as well as the outcomes of your life. If you're filled with negativity, that's what's going to show. But if you're filled with positivity and you believe in yourself and you're confident in yourself and you love yourself and you're caring for yourself, greatness is going to come your way inevitably. So you owe it to yourself to take care of yourself. You know, mentally, I think might be one of the most important. Mentally kind of does tie in with emotional in a way. But your mental is what controls you. But you need to control it. That's what it is. You have the power to control it. But if you don't take control of your mind, it will take control of you. The fifth form of self-care is spiritual. Spiritual kind of ties in a little bit to mental. But spiritual more focuses on taking care of your soul. How connected are you to your authentic self and how much are you showing of your authentic self to the world? Are you trying to play a persona that's not you to fit in? Are you scared of what others will think about who you are? As I've talked about in many of my other podcast episodes, we were all created to be different and we need to learn to embrace these differences because that's what makes us unique. Those are the things that people like most about you and if they don't like it, Who cares? There's billions of people on the earth. You're going to find friends. You're going to find significant others. You're going to have a family of people that love and support you. And if not, find new people to surround yourself with. But spiritual really is how you connect to yourself. How well do you know yourself? 
It's dedicating time to self-reflection, to shadow work, to diving into those deep things that make us who we are and understanding how they've allowed us to become who we are, how they've affected us positively, negatively, allowing us to understand what we need to change or do differently due to the way that we are now wired because of situations that have happened to us. Spend time in meditation, whether it's just simply to calm the mind and body or if it's to look for guidance to the future or what steps to take. The universe is listening at all times. What you put out, what you think will become your reality. As well as journaling, getting out your feelings, getting out your thoughts as something that you can look back on and reflect and see how much you've grown or the way that your mind has changed over the years. Or even being in nature, being in nature fills our soul so much. I believe that whether you consider your pers- yourself as someone who enjoys being in nature or not, nature fills our soul. I think all of us know that when it's sunny out and the sun is beaming, we feel better. When you have a day at the beach or you're sitting by the water or listening to ocean sounds or just listening to the birds chirp, it fills your soul in another way that the earthly creations and the earthly things that we enjoy that were man-made created don't do the same. The earth connects us back to who we are. It grounds us in our being. So allowing yourself to have this spiritual connection with yourself is so important for you to understand yourself, to truly care for yourself, understand yourself, understand how to become better for yourself. You owe it to yourself to be able to work through these things and to grow because we all should and will become the best versions of ourselves. But we have to be willing to take care of ourselves in each and every one of the forms I've listed as well as the last one that I'm going to jump into now. The final form of self-care is social. And this is not just being in social environments and who you surround yourself with. So we can jump into the basic of examples of, oh, going to brunch with your friends or going out to the bar with your friends or having and enjoying activities with your friends throughout the day. Whether it's going on a date with a new person or someone that you've been dating for a while and enjoying their presence and learning them and build a connection. You know, it's also calling your loved ones, reminding the people that mean the most to you how important they are, how much they mean to you. But it's also learning to say no. It's learning to set boundaries. It's learning to surround yourself with people that make you better. It's saying no to not nurturing relationships that aren't for you. The relationships that aren't feeding you, that aren't allowing yourself to grow. Are you surrounding yourself with toxic, negative, angry people? Because unfortunately, the people you surround yourself with are the people that you become. Granted, we're all unique in our own ways. But the energy that you surround yourself with, you naturally will adapt and make your own. So if you're hanging around toxic people that are caught up in the mix and negative all the time, you're probably going to feel negative and start acting in those ways as well. You know the phrase, 
um, like birds flock together. That's not too far from the truth. The people you surround yourself with, you're surrounding yourself with due to common interests, due to a bond that you guys have that's connecting you. The people you surround yourself has a huge impact not only on how you act, but the way that you feel as well. Because even if, let's say you're in a toxic relationship, even if you're the one not putting out the toxicity, being in that situation creates and diminishes your positivity and your happiness in your day-to-day life. I think we've all probably been in a situation where we're in a relationship and you wake up in the morning and you guys are fighting. Now the rest of your day, you're in a bad mood. You can't stop thinking about that fight. You guys are going back and forth, yelling, arguing, just creating toxic negative energy that you're putting out into your life. Feed relationships that are nourishing to your soul, nourishing to your mind. Surround yourself with people that are positive, that have common interests as you, that talk about success, that talk about improving themselves, that talk about growing themselves. That means removing those toxic relationships and the people that add negativity to your life. This is very important in relation to setting boundaries. I know for me, boundaries was something that I really worked to learn over the last year Because as being a people pleaser, it's hard to set boundaries and set these stops to things that don't make you feel good because you're worried about what the other person is going to say. In reality, the most important person in your life is you. So you owe it to yourself to put in the work and to say no to things that don't make you feel good or to say no to things that you don't want to do. We all know it makes us uncomfortable. But it's a form of self-respect to ourselves. If we continue to surround ourselves with negativity and just toxic situations, it's disrespectful to ourselves. We deserve to feel cared for and loved and be in good energy. Respect yourself. You owe that to yourself in the biggest and smallest of ways in every single aspect of your life. But the social self-care can be so fun because you get to have these good times with the people that mean so much to you or even strangers that you don't know. Social could simply be taking yourself out to eat alone but choosing to sit at the bar and mingle with the people around you, get to know new people, going to networking events, going to just events in general, getting to know new people, experiencing new groups exposing yourself to new cultures, and learning about things. The social aspect, I think, is the most fun out of all six of the forms. But it also has the other side. But, like I said, with good, there's always got to be bad. It's just how life works, but it's what you choose to do with the bad. What are you going to do for yourself to make the bad good? Self-care is a huge priority. It's one of the most important things that you can do for yourself, you know? I like to think a lot about, like, self-care is with your best friends, you know? When your friend has a bad day or something bad happens to them, you know, what are those words of advice you're giving to them? You know, the way we treat the people that we love and that we care about when they're going through a hard time isn't always the way that we treat ourselves. 
We tend to be a lot harder on ourselves and beat ourselves up and make excuses for ourselves. But we would never do that for our friends. If your friend went through a heartbreak, you would want to be there for them. You'd bring them their favorite snacks. You would take them to do the things you know that they love, things that you know make them feel better. You might get them a care package. But when you go through a breakup yourself, you shut down. You just think about the negativity. What did I do wrong? What could have I have done better? Not everything has to be a personal attack on yourself. And it's like, it's even the same with that. Like, if you had a child, how would you treat your child in times of distress, in times of hardship? Or your parents going through a hard time or if they became ill or a family devastation, how are you treating those people? And why wouldn't you treat yourself with the exact same kindness? And even more because you're the one in charge of taking care of yourself. Like I said, it's just like the love languages, you know, you know which ones are most important for yourself. You know which ones you enjoy the most. I know for me personally, mental and spiritual are huge for me, but they've also been what's been able for me to transform my life. You know, I didn't always have, I like to say I'm wise, but I always haven't had the wisdom I have now. I haven't always had the knowledge I have now. I haven't always had the relationship I have with myself now. It took time. It took dedication. It took implementing all of these self-care aspects in working to understand that I deserve to have the best life I can. And I deserve to live the most positive, fulfilling happiest life because it's the only one I'm given. I'm not going to waste my days on sorrows and negativity and surround myself with people that don't make me feel good or things I don't want to do because I don't have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do and you don't have to surround yourself with anyone you don't want to. Your life's in your hands and the way that you feel and the way that you are mentally and the life that you live is in your control. And the least you can do is care for yourself in each and every one of these ways. You know, you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Like I said, self-care is like love languages. Some mean more and some have greater impact on an individual level. But each and every single one of them are very important for our self-love journey, for our self-care journey, for our self-growth journey. And it's important to sit down, make a plan, and figure out how you're going to implement these. What feels right? What feels best? What works the most for your lifestyle? Sit down and figure out what areas you need to take care of yourself the most. Where you're lacking the most. What things can you implement? Make a list. Get creative. There's so many examples of all six of these forms. And if the the examples I provided aren't enough, Google it. This is a topic that books have been written on. People have discussed for years and years and years. There's so much guidance and wisdom out there on self-care and taking care of yourself. There's a lot more to self-care than just face masks and bubble baths. And you deserve to show yourself care in each and every way possible. Because you deserve it. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of being cared for. And you are worthy of living the greatest and best life that you possibly can curate for yourself. Because anything is possible. And you don't have to live in suffering forever. You don't have to have 
a bad day every day. You can wake up and have an amazing day every day and start your day with greatness and positivity and surround yourself with love and wisdom and knowledge. It shows the level of self-respect you have for yourself. Love yourself and care for yourself. Because each and every one of us deserve it.